something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm your host, Cat Wonders, and this is episode 96. And I feel like it's episode... It was episode 96 last week, but I double-checked and this is episode 96. Unless I screwed up last one. Anyway, I after so many episodes, who can keep track? Definitely not me. <laughs> um, today, I'm wearing something a little less vibrant and crazy because normally I'm wearing something colorful or fun or something. But now I'm in like a zen brown. Uh, because I am super inspired by my earrings. And these are the second pair of earrings that I bought in Montreal. Last episode, I wore the first pair and they are uh, native artwork and um, or indigenous artwork. And oh my God, I love them so much. And I actually was online <laughs> wasting half the day on Etsy looking for the name of the artist that made these earrings. So these earrings and the other are made by two separate artists. Um, and I should have taken a photo of the display because I didn't. And now I have no idea who made them. And I just, it's, I'm on Etsy looking and these two artists that I bought from, like just have this knack for color and design. And uh, I just can't seem to find anything I like as much on Etsy. So I'm going to have to go do delve deeper into art shops and stuff in Montreal, old Montreal, so I can find. Anyway, so these actually are two completely different patterns. I mean, I shouldn't say completely different, but they're not perfectly matching. And I really love that about these. And they reminded me of macrame. So I have like a piece of macrame art in my uh, guest bathroom that I love that it reminded me of that in little earrings. So I bought them. <laughs> um, it is real gold accessories. I should say accessories, but like the hardware is real gold. And uh, I don't normally spend a ton of money on earrings. As you know, I'm just costuming it up all the time on this show. <laughs> so I have some really cheap, really bad for you, probably plastic earrings that just have pack a bit of a punch. But this is just a little more understated. And also I braided my hair weird, hair weird. So I have like some parts that are crazier than others. So you're just gonna have to live with it. <laughs> just deal with it. Um, I figured you wouldn't care too much. Well, this is another kind of like unscripted podcast. And I just thought I'd sit down and make a cocktail with you and just chat about shit because that's just what we do here. Um, the last couple episodes, I didn't do any cocktail trivia or share any funny or amazing Instagram reels because sometimes I come like I get on a really good roll with the my feed. So like it's showing me like one thing after the other that's just like blowing my mind. <laughs> So I'm like, ooh, save, ooh, save. I have to remember to save more of them because sometimes I'm just like distracted or, you know, and then I try to find them again. And of course, it's totally impossible unless you have, unless you know who posted it. But even then, it's difficult. What is the weather like where you are? 
Let me know in the comments down below. It has been kind of rainy and miserable and this morning I love. So I have like a, and you've probably seen photos and stuff on Instagram, whatever, but of my actual bedroom. And uh, I have a massive six foot window. That's pretty much my headboard in my bedroom. <laughs> and when I wake up in the morning, I can just open my eyes and look right out. Actually, I'm more like looking out like this. <laughs> Um, and it was just bluebird and so, so beautiful and still a bit dark because, you know, I'm not really sleeping in these days, but I love waking up to a blue, bluebird day. And then it kind of started to sock in and I was like, no, I really, I'm just loving the idea of possibly sitting out on my deck and enjoying a cocktail <laughs> or coffee in the morning. Um, it's one of my favorite things about summertime and where I live because I don't have any neighbors. So I can just prance around in whatever I want. Usually nothing, especially if it's like a hot summer day, even though I have like all these swimsuits that I could wear, but who wants tan lines? When you don't need to wear a swimsuit, don't wear one. Sometimes I'm at the beach and I don't wear one either. But hey, it's all about those getting that even tan you know it's really not that good for you to tan just in case you didn't already know that let's make a cocktail this is going to be very very simple i just brought up my classic wine glass i bought i think six of these initially this is the last one <laughs> of <clears throat> hosting parties having friends family over and myself breaking them so once this one's dead then I'm going to buy another set, but I also have, no, I have too many actual wine glasses. I'm going to do something more fun because I'm all about like interesting glasses, not just these kind, but these kind too. So I found zero sugar nest tea. And you know what? I actually thought that this, cause you can actually buy iced tea at 7-Eleven or whatever store you're buying from without sugar. So it's actually unsweetened whatsoever. And I was like, woohoo, it's been a while since I found like, iced tea with no sugar, but it's replaced with like sucralose. The bad shit. But I'm gonna sacrifice it for you because I'm actually mixing alcohol with it, which is worse. So let's just give her. I actually had, um, I had this like roll of ideas come in the other night for my podcast. And I was like, oh, this next podcast is gonna be amazing. But it's like, I don't remember any of what I was thinking to talk about, but it is just gonna come out. It's, I like actually the unstructuredness of it because I wind up talking about more relevant things to like what's going on in my actual life rather than like a topic that I heard in another podcast or something. Okay, I've got my handy dandy 70s shaker. It's very almost like 20s, really. It's like art deco <laughs> or 70s. So I'm going to be mixing rum with iced tea. I don't think I've ever done that before. So this is going to be an adventure, but not really because it's the simplest cocktail on the planet. And because my brain can't come up with any new ideas on command or on demand, on command, uh, I won't be able to figure out a name for this cocktail. So you can figure one out yourself. <laughs> uh, or two shots of rum. And you know what? Rum. It's kind of growing on me. I used to really love tequila and actually, oh my God, last night had some great friends from Holland roll in and 
brought me some gifts. And one of the gifts was a huge dildo. Just joking. <laughs> it was a coconut tequila. And I was like, what? Coconut tequila? Like that's something I've never heard of before or seen. And, uh, but it's so sweet. It's essentially a liqueur. It's like a coconut liqueur. It's clear with tequila. And I don't do sugar, but I was not going to be rude to my guests that bought me this gift. I think it's, it's like the brand 1800 and it's coconut tequila. Let me know if you've tried it. I'm just going to add some of this. And I was actually going to bring up some lemon, but this is lemon iced tea. So I don't think I need to add more. Um, let's just see how this tastes. I'm going to shake this puppy up. And I brought some cocktail accessories. I got a little... Penguin? <laughs> no, that's not right. Flamingo. An adorable little cactus prick. <laughs> I don't even have to make that joke. You got it. Um, and a blue straw. So I'm just going to go like that for now. And let's shake this up. And I do have a cloth somewhere. I'm kind of like scared. because I want to keep my drink cold, I'm not going to strain it. I'm just going to pour it. <laughs> Am I good or what? Did I just completely measure that amazingly exactly what it needed to be? <laughs> you get what I'm saying. You know what? Shit like that just happens in my life. And it's not just with measuring things or, you know, it's like timing, all that stuff. It's just the universe and me, are, we're like, we're tight. We look after each other. I don't know how I look after the universe. I guess just by doing good things, being a good person that's looking out for the universe. Um, all right. Check that out. Does that not look refreshing? Ooh, let's give it a taste. Ooh, a hundred percent. I feel like I'm having myself some sweet tea in the South and I can hear the ocean in the background. I'm going to a crab bake, boil, seafood party. <laughs> and when I walk to get the mail, I have to dodge alligators. <laughs> and I'm wearing a <laughs> A big fancy dress and my hair is big because the higher the hair, the closer to God, right? I think I've mixed up like a few different states. <laughs> I think there's, I'm kind of right, but maybe not completely. Um, this is really good and very simple. And I was telling you about this before, just flat. It dawned on me like simple cocktails and not having to worry about measuring and that kind of thing. But there is a cooler, like an actual cooler. I don't know what they're called. Like, what is the actual technical name for something that keeps everything cool? I call We call it in Canada, we call it a cooler. It's like an insulated bin. <laughs> um, and I saw it on, I think it was like a reel, an ad. And I get sucked in sometimes. And holy shit, I was so close to buying one of these. Uh, and then I remembered, oh, 
I have like three other coolers the same exact size that I can't justify buying it. But uh, it's essentially a cooler with a bunch of accessories. So like you can buy, and the cooler design and the colors are what got me. It was like, you can have any color and not only any color, but you can have a color that's marbled with another color. And it was just the options get me. Like if I can have, you know, color options, I'm <laughs> anyway, maybe that's not necessarily true, but I, I was impressed. And, um, one of the options was a, imagine like a square jug that fit perfectly into the cooler. And the cooler has like a little nipple on the bottom that you can open up and pour into cups, <laughs> a nozzle. <laughs> Sorry. Nipple just came to mind first. Um, and it probably holds like eight liters. So they, the way that they did the ad was, of course, beautiful sunny day, trendy color, pulling out this empty container and putting two bottles of like booze in and mixing it like making this like fruit punch cocktail. And then everybody had cups and they were filling it up out of the cooler. And then they were pulling snacks out of the cooler. And then they had like drink holders in the cooler, which was another option for accessories and then you could put like it's got like grip tops so you could sit on it I mean of course you sit on any cooler but wow I'm gonna write it down because I think I might actually buy it if I can say that many positive things about something that I want because you know what I can get rid of my other coolers and sell them or something because I want these coolers but then how do I choose the color actually my go-to um my favorite that I had in my cart was this like aqua mint green blue so if I do buy one, I'm going to show you. And the name is trendy and all that fun stuff. I'm really enjoying this, you guys. But okay, so my point is, is if I did buy that, this would be a super cheap and easy. Because you don't have to use Bacardi. I don't know what's cheaper rum than Bacardi. Uh, so just cheap rum, some iced tea, chuck some lemon slices in there, ice. You're good to go. And like literally for like five people, <laughs> depending on how much booze you add. It gets me in the mood for summertime. I can't wait. Oh, you know what? I have to redo my deck. My deck used to be beautiful. And my, I'm living in a brand new home, a brand new cedar deck. And cedar is supposed to last forever. It's the wood you want to use on a deck. But the stain that was used on the wood is has faded completely and is like I think what actually happened is it's not the stain that faded. I don't think that makes sense. It makes sense that the the wood itself under the stain has basically become sun bleached, which means it's turned gray. So the stain is still on the wood. It's just the wood underneath is not a bright kind of vibrant cedar color anymore. So I think that's what happened. So basically what needs to happen is I need to sand the deck, which is fine not a ton of work. It's a big deck, but move everything out of the way, sand it down and restain it. But I need to stain it with something that's going to last a long time because I don't want to have to do it every year <laughs> or two. Right. Uh, but maybe with cedar decks, that's just the maintenance you sign up for. And I'm like, what about a composite? What about something that looks like cedar and feels like cedar, but isn't? So I'm kind of thinking, cause I don't want to waste cause I spent a lot of money on this freaking deck. And I thought I could just put composite over top or I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but 
It's annoying. You guys, I'm not going to lie. I have like itchy nipples right now. It's this fabric. This dress, the weaving of it or something, I don't know, is poking me. <laughs> Do you ever get itchy nipples? I mean, guys, you have nipples too. For me, it's just the fabric if something, because I don't ever really wear a bra, especially in the summertime. Um, so it's like direct fabric to skin contact and that's probably what's going on. Okay, so I went to Montreal um, for a, a getaway, but mostly for work purposes and uh, did a few photo shoots down there. And oh my God, you guys, I'm editing the photos and the photos are so good. And I don't know what the hell, like, I rented a few studios just to shoot a ton of content and I did just that. But now that I've been to these studios, there's, they're building two more and, uh, or there's two more being built that I'm really interested in. And I'm like, I think I have to go back to Montreal in like two months <laughs> to shoot in the other studios just to get a bunch of content. And like, you just bring a bunch of outfits and, and do that. And that's the point of the trip. And I thought, oh God, now, if I were to book places somewhere else, it better be as good. Because the, the, the first time I ever did it was in Vancouver and booked a few studios. And uh, it was not as nearly as comparable to these studios uh, that I rented in Montreal. So Montreal just takes the cake, you guys, like for so many things. And I was reading some of the comments in my last podcast about how Montreal is the restaurant capital of like... Canada or is it North America? <laughs> I can't remember, which totally makes sense because it's like you can get fresh seafood. I'm like, Montreal is not that close to the ocean. So, you know, when you order fresh seafood from a place that's kind of inland, you don't necessarily expect incredible seafood. Well, in Montreal, you can. And the vibe, like so much about a city is not just what it has to offer you, like, oh, it has beautiful parks and old vintage streets and stores. And it's like, it's, it's about also about the energy of the city and the people. And so like, if you take that element out of it, then you, it's like, sure, you can go and see things beautiful, like take, you know, but when the energy is right and the energy is like powerful and just awesome it just completely changes things so it's almost an unexplainable thing like something you can't see you know it's but it's something that you feel just blowing my own mind right now with how accurate that is um but uh yeah <laughs> no i think it's totally true and that and and some places that aren't don't have like a ton to offer but the energy is like alive and great, like smaller cities in Europe, you know, like, ooh, I just get excited. And it's lovely to feel excited about things and knowing there's so many places in the world to check out and experience and, you know, have a little map that you throw darts at and just check it out. Because that's pretty much what I did when I went to Galveston. <laughs> I was like, where do I want to go? Somewhere south. I don't want to go to Mexico. I want to go somewhere in like southern states. I've been to San Diego and I've been to that coast. So east coast, Galveston. And I hear that there's another place even farther south, San Padre or San Padro or something um, in Texas, right above the border. 
and which is supposed to be super nice too. And oh my God, you guys, I just, you know what is, what makes a trip in my mind? Like if I'm going to be excited about something, I'm going to be excited about like what there is to do there, whatever, but seafood. I just have such a connection to the ocean. Like not because I really swim in it, but because I eat the creatures that come out of it. <laughs> is that sick? Maybe in my past life, I was a mermaid. I mean, I have mermaid hair today, but maybe I was like somebody who lived on the coast. You know, I have Dutch heritage. My family grew up on the ocean. Holland does have a shoreline. Um, and it wasn't until I was there. Like, I just never thought of the Netherlands having beaches. You know, like, it's just not, I, I never compared, uh, I never, um, it just didn't come up in my mind. And this past time that we went, uh, visited the coasts and, oh, oh, and picked raw oysters. One of my favorite things in the world. We picked raw oysters on the coast of Holland and almost killed ourselves trying to shuck them, but we still shucked them and almost broke all of our teeth because of the shells that were in them. But it was still amazing. <laughs> and I would do it again and I would probably practice a little beforehand so I wasn't picking shells out of my teeth and God knows if it made it through what kind of damage the shells will do. Oh my God, am I Dr. Seuss? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I got on some tangent. I don't know how I got talking about, oh yeah, just my photographs and editing and um, you can go to Instagram, my Instagram at cat.wonders right now and see some of the photos in one of the studios. It's like a bohemian it looks like I'm on the ocean or I'm in some desert oasis or something. Um, and more to come. I've got so many. And you know what? It's so fun editing photos that are of me not in my usual space, not in my studio, not in my house, because you're just kind of, I guess you're just, I'm just more stimulated as I'm editing. <laughs> and uh, hmm, what next? I... Uh, am getting a new credit card and let me just say that this is a pain in my ass it has nothing to do with my credit card being compromised whatsoever I just have had like a joint credit card for my business and my personal life and then just kind of at the end of the year separate those costs and not a big deal but it's better that I have a credit card with rewards for my business and then a personal credit card so so anyway I'm just kind of like getting two credit cards now instead of just having one and I'm telling you I have my credit card number memorized okay and this comes in really handy of course when you're booking things over the phone or whatever you just don't need to worry about having your credit card finding a photo of your credit card like it's just it made its way into my memory and the convenience of this is massive for me because I use my credit card all the time. I'm always booking flights, always booking hotels, always booking this, paying for that, blah, blah, blah. The fact that now I'm going to have to memorize two new credit cards, <laughs> that's a lot of numbers. That's like 16 digits and then an expiry date and the CVV or whatever the security code on the back is called, you know. Um, so I'll tell you what, there was a time where memorizing my credit card saved my sister and I's ass 
Let me explain. <laughs> so, so a year ago, uh, my sister and I were heading to Arizona for my cousin's bachelorette party. It was a four-day getaway, and every day there were things planned. The first day was more of a chill day. The second, third, and fourth day were the theme days, okay, which Sela and I, my sister and I, had outfits for, um, contributed money for, uh, and basically couldn't miss one day because we would have wasted all this money and we didn't want to miss out anyway. It's our precious cousin's bachelorette. So we get to the airport and uh, we get to, we're supposed to be flying with Delta and uh, we get to the Delta check-in desk and it's three hours before our flight. Okay. We decided to get to the airport three hours. And typically you don't need to be because flying within Canada, the States, it's kind of like two hours is good enough pretty much. Um, internationally, you want to be three hours, but so we're there three hours. And the Delta gates are still, nobody's there, so we're hanging out. Typically, three hours before the flight, the gates will be open. So we're like, okay, well, whatever. Maybe they're just doing it two hours. So we're hanging out, waiting around. Well, two hours to our flight time. And uh, still, no one there. And then we see a guy standing there with a suitcase on his phone, standing, like, in the lineup. But nobody, of course, is there. And... So I walk up to him and I say, oh, yeah, no, are, are you also flying to Arizona? Um, and he's like, yeah, but I think our flight is canceled. And I was like, what? Like, I never got any notification or email or nothing. And uh, yeah, and so then I was like, basically went up and walked to the um, WestJet uh, check-in and asked, I said, like, we have a Delta flight, and I know Delta and WestJet are kind of, like, I think they're connected somehow. Anyway, I was like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, that flight was canceled. They just told us outright. And nobody was at the desk to say, oh, sorry, your flight was canceled. This is what you need to do. WestJet says, um, yeah, it was canceled. You're going to have to go to the, like, canceled flight desk, which is, I don't even know if it's called that. But it was... 15 kilometers that way. The Calgary airport is a long ass airport and it's not one of the biggest airports in the world, but it's a big one. So we are like, frick. Okay. In my mind, I'm thinking we'll be able to just book another flight. It's Arizona, like flying to Phoenix. Phoenix flights are like happening all the time. So I get to the cancellation desk and I'm, I pull up, <laughs> pull up, wait in line, get to the front. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, you can rebook with, um, what was it? Oh, yeah, you can re rebook with WestJet, uh, but there are no flights until tomorrow at 6 p.m. So we were going to miss the first day and the entire second day and get there at 6 p.m. Because we were going to arrive in the morning. Anyway, so they pretty much gave us no and oh and then as we're standing there she's like oh actually that just sold out um the following flight is going to be uh the following day at 3 p.m <laughs> and we're like the trip was flashing before our eyes and we're like I st i'm starting to do like have a stress sweat like i've never had like i can Im immediately feel sweat dripping out of my armpits 
I can feel it like it's happening. And I'm like, am I going to actually pass out right now? I can't, I can't do this. I can't miss this. It's like being, it's like, like being late to your own wedding or something. Like it just can't happen. I mean, that's dramatic, but I'm just saying. So then Sela goes on her phone and checks flights through Delta, um, even though we had already been canceled on. What options do we have? We were not going to miss the first two days of my cousin's bachelorette party. So she finds a flight. Oh, there's a flight tomorrow morning at like 6 a.m. So she's on there trying to figure out um, how, like trying to book this, right? Because there's two of us. There's got to be two tickets left. Well, every time like she goes on, the website kind of crashes and she has to reload it. But every time she reloads it, the price goes up and up and up. And so because I'd already paid for flights, I have no idea what's going on. Our flights are canceled. Am I going to be refunded? What do I have to do? Who do I have to call? And so this flight was $1,200 each one way to Phoenix. And which is crazy because I, I literally think I paid $400 return for each flight to Phoenix. So anyway, I'm like, F it, just book it. So she tries to book it. The website crashes. Every time we reload, it's $1,350. Then the next one, $1,400. It's like the website knows that we're searching it. And this is apparently something that, that these um, flight websites do is if you have gone to the website multiple times, it like tracks you almost, is that what cookies are? Anyway, it tracks you how many times you visited and every time you look, the prices keep going up to make you think, I better book right now because it, the prices are going up. It's sick. It's sick. And if you didn't know this, then what you need to do to avoid this, just a quick tip, is to search the same flights on a different device. So if you have an iPhone or say you have your phone, an iPad and a laptop, then you can get away with it. But if you're using the same device to search the same website for the same flights, then just watch out, watch your back. Anyway, so finally, so she's trying to do it and I'm like, okay, let me, let me just check. So I am, I finally, so it's, cheaper because I've now searched it on my phone and I'm like okay let's just give it our best shot here and because we're kind of in like a time crunch and it was crashing on her phone and we had the same phone so who's to say it wasn't going to crash on mine so it was like a time crunch because I'm like we also have to book this before it sells out and who knows what the hell's going on on the other end yeah so I <laughs> open up the app type everything in boom there's the flights book and it's kind of doing like the spinny load thing. I'm looking like sweating, sweating. <laughs> and and um, it goes to the next page. I'm like, okay, boom. Type in my credit card number. My sister's like, you've memorized your credit card number? I'm like, dude, I've used it a lot. Yes, I have. And I typed everything in really quickly. And then it was doing its load, load, load. Boom, booked it. 6 a.m. the next morning. So the first day, like I said, was like a relaxation kind of like get your bearings type day. Sec but there were still plans like for the first day um, that we missed. But we got to Arizona. I think it was like 6 a.m. We got there. 
I can't remember how long the flight is and the time difference, but it was, we got there in the morning. It was great. Made it and then had a, the most greatest time ever. So I'm not running out of battery anymore. I'm running out of memory on my memory card. And I'm, <laughs> I just delete older videos, but then sometimes I just let them pile up until I start running out of data and not data, space, memory space. Um, anyway, what I was saying was like, I was on the phone and I basically was like, you canceled our flights. We had to stress out. We had to go walk across the airport. I mean, that had to do with part of my sweating, but I lost like six pounds sweating out of my armpits, trying to figure this out. Like I got so stressed. I lost five years off my life. So what are you going to do? <laughs> I could have gone crazy and really wanted like super uber compensation. My sister is better at that kind of thing, but we were just elated. Sorry. I hope that's not bothering you too much. I will get a mic stand one day. Sorry, the mic stand is connected to the table, which makes weird vibrating sounds. But we were elated to get to Arizona and just be part of the festivities and not have missed anything significant. And um, I would have paid triple or quadruple anyway for that. So I wasn't too, too, too like miffed, but. Ooh. Okay, you guys, I have to share this because this warmed my heart. I got a phone call the other day from a restaurant that I used to sell my art in. And I used to be a professional artist and I did a lot of custom work, but I also sold a lot of my art prints and originals and that kind of thing. Um, but I had my art everywhere, all over the place, um, in hotels and um, restaurants. And anyway, it was it was a lot of fun, right? Especially when you would get those pieces that would sell and people that were excited about it. And, and so as far as I remembered, I'd pretty much sold off everything. So when I started my YouTube channel, initially my intention was to, uh, do both, right? Because I never really imagined YouTube becoming a full-time job. Uh, when I started my channel, I was very like optimistic, but at the same time, realistically, uh, realistically, I kind of thought, well, you know, if it takes off, it takes off. If not, it's not a big deal. At least I tried, right? It's kind of like something that I aspired to do for a while and finally I pulled the trigger and did it. And um, one of the best decisions I ever made, right? But, you know, I just couldn't continue with doing my art at the same time because that was also a full-time job. I had commissions and a ton of them actually towards the end, I had a bunch of commissions for custom pieces um, that I wound up finishing all of them, made it work. And then after that, pretty much sold off everything and started on my new journey as a YouTuber. Um, but the other day I got a phone call from one of the restaurants that still had a couple pieces of my art left on the wall. And there were people wanting to buy it, but there were new owners of the restaurants, so they didn't know like process and they also get a commission for selling them. So um, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that feeling. You know, when somebody, it's like, I, I don't know if I can compare it to a video getting a, like 10 million views or something. I don't know if I can compare it to that. It's, I don't think it's the same feeling. Like. I'm also creating content and it's artistic and I have to put myself out there and, you know, but it's a different kind of thing when you put um, you, what's in your brain on paper 
and then somebody buys it because they like it. And it's like, wow, they actually bought that, <laughs> that creation of mine, that I put it onto paper and they liked it enough to pay money for it, to have it. And not only that, but put it on their wall and look at it every day. Like that is um, really special. It's such a, like on an individual level, like one person and one person, whereas this is on a such a massive scale that I have no idea who any of you are, <laughs> where you're from, what you're about, you know? So it's like, it's definitely on a, it's a more of like a deeper connection. And especially when you do commission pieces, I didn't love doing commission pieces because some, some pieces for sure, where you have, like where I would have artistic freedom to just sort of go with it um, um and then other people want more control they want their little cat sitting in the window and they want this color and blah blah so like there's always a trade-off when you're doing commissions it's more money but it's also like less fun <laughs> um, and that's where it's kind of similar to me making youtube videos where some are sponsored and some aren't right the unsponsored videos are more fun because I just can be free to just be like, this sucks. <laughs> and I would kind of say that anyway, maybe a bit more, I might be a bit more diplomatic when I'm trashing a brand that's paying me to, but I have done it and I'm like, they're not going to be happy about this, <laughs> but it's true. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I can't like fake it. And I will, I'm, I'm optimistic. So like I will give a piece its best shot. Like if there are threads hanging out, whatever, I'll kind of tuck them in. I might mention that, yeah, it's kind of like, whatever, could have been done better, but I'm like giving it its best shot and coming from perspective of like positivity. But anyway, so I got this call about this art selling and uh, because it was one of my like last few pieces that exist on the planet for sale, um, I was like, oh yeah, just give it to them for whatever. And, uh, you know, send me the whatever, just e-transfer the money. But then it kind of like... Like I said, it re-sparked something in me where I was like, I want to draw again. I want to, I have all my stuff still, besides my markers are now probably no good, but I'd have to, I had a, quite a collection. Sorry, I've had my first mosquito bites of the season and they're freaking the worst. The first mosquito bites are the worst because your body's like not used to the poison yet. And it's like, like I get literally golf ball sized bites. Anyway. So I was thinking about potentially starting to create new pieces again, not cu custom pieces. I have, I still get emails from people wanting custom pieces. But I'm like, sorry, I don't really, like, I don't know, to be honest, I don't even really respond anymore. Um, but anyway, it's just kind of interesting. And it's funny how you go in a different path. But like art will always be a part of me. And I've always said I'd love to get back to it one day. Um, and it's something I can always fall back on. And, you know, there are people that still message me and want like to know if I have new pieces or buy my originals. And I've had inquiries about and my originals are tiny. Like they're my medium is markers. So when I create a piece, it's really only like eight inches by eight inches, maybe 10 by 10. And then I take that piece and I take like really high quality digital prints, create G clays, create, like I can take a piece this big and blow it up this big. Um, and the prints is where the, where the, 
the profit is too. And not not because I was only doing it for profit, but as an artist, you're either starving or you're doing well. There's <laughs> like really no in between. Um, and I was doing quite well. And um, I just, I don't know, like the thought of just being an artist and growing, my, like, you know, because I was go, I was going places. I was outfitting hotels, you know, like I was doing things like that. And I think part of me was just like, I want to try this other thing. And then it worked. And then I just went a different way. And it wasn't because I didn't love art anymore or, you know, and it's, it's nice to know you could do all kinds of different things. And I'm very like, I'm resourceful and creative. So I'll find a way to do it. But I just need some time to figure it out. And the same thing with art, you know, um, the thing is, <laughs> what am I trying to say here? <laughs> Lots of different things. But when when you're a painter and you you paint, that's what you do. And you sell, you go to shows, you sell your originals, your paintings. That's different than when you create prints of your art and you sell prints and I've I've got numbered prints and it's unlimited you create one piece and you can sell that piece in a variety of different mediums on canvas on clay paper framed um I was even printing on aluminum and like um I was doing acrylic prints and so that is kind of this like any advice that I have for any artist that's doing something like on paper or canvas is make high quality prints and sell the prints because you're limiting yourself by only selling the original because I've seen pieces of art that I would love to own. I'd love that print if it was affordable. I don't really care if it's the original or not. I just love that piece of art. And for me, if I can buy a print, I'm going to do it all day long. I will pay for that print. And you don't have to charge like a ton of money for them either because it's not costing you a lot. But that was one of my challenges too is like trying to price even my originals. And like it took me like a day. So what do I charge? But it's not about the time you put into it. It's about your expertise and your touch. And, you know, people want that. They just, so anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. But um, if you are an artist that's drawing, painting, doing something on paper anyway, it's different when you're creating jewelry or pottery, like you can't sell prints or copies of that. But um, go to a, a local paper place and get your copies made, prints made match colors, make sure it's as close as it can be, and then give people the option to buy your piece but not pay $700 for the original, right? So anyway, that's what I figured out early on. And then I started creating all kinds of things. I bought a button maker so I can make magnetic bottle openers. I made pins, um, just little bits, like even like a section of art, you know, like even just a close-up of I did a moraine lake piece and one of my favorites of all time and the buttons that I made are like of a certain section of it and I've done grizzly bears and anyway it's all just interesting and um I'd love to go back to it but sometime soon even involve um the process on my channel 
uh, so that you guys can kind of see the process. And it's really simple, like <laughs> I'm just using my pencil to draw it out first and then going over it with a black marker and then coloring it in and shading and then finishing off with marker. And like the, the evolution of the piece, I'm telling you what, there have been pieces, actually one of my best pieces. I hated it. <laughs> I drew it, it looked good. Started coloring it in and like doing my thing. And before you do the line thickening at the end, I was looking at it and I was like, I just don't like it. Like, but I, pff, let me just, I'll just finish it anyway and add it to my originals folder. I finished it and I was like, it's my favorite piece ever. So you just don't know. Like if you're uninspired and I'm talking to you artists out there, but um, yeah, like just complete it and then decide. Don't quit halfway through. I think it's that way with most things. Like that's kind of a general rule, even with like sports or anything you take on. Um, but yeah, that one piece in particular, I was like, oh, I hate it. Like what am I even thinking? <laughs> it was a sunset piece and the colors were just weird and off. And I just kind of was like, eh. but then when I put the finishing touch on, I was like, oh, I love it. So one day I'll share with you, um, my pieces maybe, and maybe create some new art. And I know that's not what my channel is about, but it's kind of like another little, another little avenue. Even if I don't share the process necessarily, just show you my new pieces and then have prints available or something like that. Anyway, whoa, that was a tangent. Um, now, <laughs> I've been doing so much traveling and moving and shaking and all that stuff. And, um, my sister is getting married. I think I mentioned that before. She is engaged. We're so happy for her because she is just so happy too. And oh my God. And we were discussing where she wants to have her bachelorette party. And um, we had like four different places, four different options. Um, San Francisco, San Diego, or sorry, San Francisco, um, what was the other one in the States? San Francisco. Um, I think it was Miami, Arizona, Vegas, and Kelowna. So actually five. And I was really actually rooting for Kelowna just because then, I mean, we're all in Canada. We can drive. We don't have to fly, but you could fly really cheaply from Calgary to Kelowna anyway, because of Flair Airlines. Love you, Flair. <laughs> Sponsor me. <laughs> but anyway, um, and finally the decision was made. We're going to Vegas. <laughs> My recent video on YouTube, I was trying to do some sort of like rock and roll headbang thing, but I was like going like this. And then I was like doing hang loose. <laughs> It's supposed to be like this. So dumb. And my editor kept it in there. It's really funny. Anyway, um, Vegas. And I've been to Vegas before. Um, I went three or four years ago, maybe more actually. And um, <clears throat> it's a very interesting place. Uh, I have stories, and I think I might have shared a couple stories from that trip. 
but uh, really like a rockin' place, of course. And probably a lot of you have been to Vegas. But uh, yeah, definitely a party town. But we, I was like, okay, flights there are pretty cheap. Also accommodation is, is affordable. But the drinks cost like $20 US each on the strip anyway. So um, the expense there is definitely will break you and then throw gambling into the mix and you're broke <laughs> real quick. But it's fine. We have plans. We have ideas. And you can have a bachelorette affordably in Vegas if you do it right. And um, it's going to be be so fun uh and yeah it's gonna be a smaller party so there's not gonna be a ton of us but that makes it way better and way easier and less drama and not that i assume that there will be any because we all get along really well so it's gonna be just a lot of fun and i can't wait so if you have ideas for a bachelorette party um things that we should do uh shouldn't do <laughs> Uh, then maybe like maybe maybe leave a comment down below uh, or send me an email at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com just to let me know sort of something that would be a good idea because I've got like you, I just type it in bachelorette party ideas Las Vegas and then they all pop up but um, I don't want to be getting sucked into something as a paid for ad by some company that's like doesn't really give a shit um, they just want money <laughs> <laughs> but we want to have a good time, but we want to be smart about it. Okay? So, um, it's funny. I, I watched this guy, Spidey. He's a, a magician, a mentalist, and he does a lot of, like, body language reading. What is it called? Exactly. Anyway, it's fascinating to watch um, him analyze people. So, like, the situation between like Chris Rock and Will Smith, the slap. And so he'll actually go through all of their body language before it happened and kind of figure out if it was a planned thing, their hesitations and what that would mean. And he goes through, it's really interesting. And I believe, what is his channel name? He made a video recently on Elon Musk's interview with some BBC interviewer and how horrible it went. And that is something to watch because it was really cringy and hard to watch. But he, um, man, yeah, that was like <laughs> interesting. But he points out that when Elon, like what this means when somebody's talking to you like this, it means they're super confident in what they're saying. And um, even when they like put their arms up behind their head, um, it's like full, like they have nothing to hide. And and so Elon, basically to sum it up, like this mentalist Spidey picks apart this interviewer because Elon is just an open book and he's nothing to hide and he's just talking, right? And this other guy is just screwing up big time and it's really funny. <laughs> it's just super funny and interesting and kind of like you could pick up little body language tips because I feel like I would be, if I was trained properly, I would be a really good um, body language analyst. There's a word for it. I can't remember it right now. <laughs> but because I've always felt like I can pick up on little things that um, indicate when somebody's either uncomfortable, intimidated, lying to me. And so 
I have this ability to kind of see and pick up on small things because some people can't. Like, I remember my uncle Marcel shaved his mustache off that he'd had for my entire life. And when I saw him, I was like, who are you? Whereas other family members didn't even notice that he shaved off his mustache. So I was like, it was then that I realized that I, and of course, most people would probably notice he shaved his mustache off. I'm not saying that that was like this defining moment of me realizing this, but I definitely realized that there is a major difference in people's perception and like what they see and what they don't see. And also has been proven to me many times with my intuition about certain people and my observations of certain people and how I may be able to pick up on certain things more than the next person. So it's almost like when you become a professional singer, you're born with a gift, right? If you don't, if you can't carry a tune, you're tone deaf, you you know, you're not going to make it. <laughs> like you need some natural ability to begin with. So if, if little Johnny wanted to become, you know, a mentalist or a, it does take some natural ability to get there, right? It's like having a heart when you become a doctor. Some people shouldn't be doctors. Some people shouldn't be teachers, but they do it. So yeah, some invite <laughs> insightful um topics uh and i'm gonna be skipping cocktail trivia and funny amazing reels because i am out of time um i highly recommend this beverage i think because i stopped drinking diet stuff it's been i don't know how many months now three four months where i've cut out anything fake <laughs> I don't notice a difference really in myself or anything like that, but I'm like, I feel a little weird consuming sucralose or whatever the hell is in this. I want more natural type stuff. Um, sucralose. Yeah. Sounds healthy, but is it? No. Also, <laughs> I was sent an article today about um, scented candles and how bad they are for your health. And this makes me so sad because I burn my candles every night. My Bath and Body Works, and I'm sure that they're the worst because they do smell the best. But it's chemicals, um, you know, and that smell smells great. But every inhalation of that, that smell is just toxins going into your system and... It sucks because I've got like at least 12 in my cupboard. <laughs> Could you imagine I was just gifting it to my family? Like, here you go. <laughs> my loved ones, here's some toxic shit. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think if you're burning them outside, obviously. I might keep them for my deck, <laughs> but I'm going to stop burning them inside my house. Which makes me so sad because the ambiance, like, you can't, like, I, I will be okay with just buying unscented natural like candles that aren't putting toxic freaking shit in the air because that's crazy i'm making another one of these you guys a halfer a one-shotter because it is late and it's the weekend 
Uh, well, that concludes episode 96. I think it was a good one. Had some good, decent topics and see, we wouldn't have gotten into some of these, you know, deep subjects if I had written down ideas and just surface type stuff. About to get real. And also, yeah, I got my nails done. These are little lavender tips with daisies on the ring fingers. Uh, and I'm really loving them. Thank you for watching. And if you made it to the end, please like this video to let me know that you made it to the end of the podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, there is a video version on YouTube and vice versa. If you want to download my podcasts on Spotify or wherever the hell you listen to podcasts, then I will be there. Don't miss any of my future podcasts. Also, I have a new channel. If you're watching this on my Cat Wonders channel, the Kitty Liquor podcast has its own channel now and all the podcasts will be over there as well. I'm going to keep posting to both for a little while and then eventually they're just going to disappear on my regular channel. So make sure you subscribe to my Kitty Liquor podcast channel linked down below in the description box. What else do I have to say? I hope you guys have an amazing day, amazing weekend, amazing week, and I'll see you all in my next video.